I'm chewing a, l- a little bum. I got you. Okay. Guys, we haven't done a podcast in a little while. And the Mercato, I think today, took like a crazy turn. Yeah. And we needed uh, we needed some people to come over here and, and, and talk about it. We've got Dybala, who's joining Roma. We've got Bremer, who is between Inter and Juventus. And they're saying now it looks even more likely that he would go to Juventus than, than to Inter. We've got Koulibaly, who left the league and went to Chelsea. We've got De Ligt, your favorite player, De Ligt, who went to Bayern Munich. And, uh, and some other stuff to discuss. Well, I, I think we'll hop right into it. Okay, let's go, Mike. <laughs> Mike, you start, Mike, go ahead. Uh, first of all, guys, we didn't do this in so long. Everyone's been asking for a podcast, and I'm happy we got, you know, we got the clan around here. I feel like we haven't seen Peter in 20 years, so happy to be Did here. Did I age much? <laughs> you, look, you always you look, look the same. You look, you look great, By the way, he's always busy. Busy doing what? Watching games. Well, that's his job. What right? a busy what job. What can I do? I love oh, MLS, Pete. USL. Can you hide and watch games with you, Pete? I want to watch games. If you find me the next Cassano, oh my you're, God. You're, you're under I my got wing. I plenty of Cassano. Hey, I put you in contact with the kid that we met yeah. in Toronto. It was we got, the kid that we were playing with, and he was so good. Mm. Yeah, Sebastian he was also was playing name. with us, too. No, no, but he was 16 years old. He plays with the 19 year old. Yeah, I was like, look already. I told good him academy. We, we made a deal. I get 50% I of his salary for the next 15 years if he this signs. This guy is sold, sold ah, his soul to the devil. Literally. Yeah, he was like, okay. He's like, yeah, just get Peter to sign me. Sign this nap, yeah. All right, Peter, we'll start with you since the topic has been uh, has been revolved around you. Mm-hmm. This week has been interesting because mm-hmm. it went from Inter was really the only team besides like Monza that was so active on the Mercato early on. Yep. Right, You brought in Lukaku. It seemed like you were going to seal a deal for Bremer and with Dybala, who was like talking points for a long time. Dybala, we know for sure, is not going to go to Inter anymore. He's going to Roma. He did his medicals. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow is probably going to be the official announcement. And Bremer is one of the guys that's still a toss-up, but it's looking more like he'll go to Juventus, and we'll, we'll, we'll break down the news. My question for you is, how do you judge the situation right now with Inter? Are they are they in a weird place? Has Marotta messed up? Or do you think that the deals kind of fell through because you weren't able to sell Skriniar or uh, Sanchez, all those guys? Yeah, I mean, I don't think he messed up per se. I think more so just how the, the market kind of evolved. And we knew that for Inter to be able to make certain acquisitions, they would have to have certain players leave. I think at this point, you know, I was worried about Skriniar leaving. Talks have kind of calmed down. Not to say it won't happen because, this, you know, even though the season is going to start early, the transfer market is still going to end the usual time uh, in the end of August, early September. So there is a chance that you do lose out on Skriniar. Um, but I definitely think that Inter, um, when it comes to Bremer and Dybala, took a little too long in making the moves happen uh in part like i said like sanchez i think was a major part of reason why dibala didn't come right away because they had to make sure that they able to get his salary off and uh, i guess they were just waiting and they felt they were in a good position to get him but roma came in with an offer and i think there is the the Mourinho effect there um in order to get a player to, to play with you I think also Inter by going after Lukaku, you know, in in a, a three five two, you have Lautaro, Lukaku. Those are mm-hmm. going to be your starters. So where do you fit DiBala? And in the overall um, tactics, I mean, he might not be a perfect fit. Even though I would love to have DiBala for his pure class and ability. Um, and then Bremer, I think now with Juventus, right? The fact that they have the cash, they have eighty million to play with. They just sold, they leaked. They can make an outstanding offer to Torino and beat Inter 
to Bremer because also there that's a serious need. Mm-hmm. I mean, the next player is, is is Bonucci and Gatti. Gatti just coming from Serie B had a great season, but is he ready to take Juventus's throne? I don't know. And Bremer already we know he's one of the most young, exciting, and he was a really good defender yeah, last year with Torino. Season. Yeah, so. Inter not making those moves in the defense, they kind of, they're stuck in a standstill. And in the end, it might hurt because if you do sell Skriniar, now you have to run, you have to run and scramble to find somebody. Scrambled eggs. That's Antonio's new nickname. Oh, really? Why? What happened? When when he's playing foosball, sometimes he loses the ball and his brain gets all scrambled. Just real quick to say the news, because I realized that I didn't say it for Bremer. The latest from Sky Italia is saying that Inter did have this sort of agreement with Bremer where he would have joined. They didn't have an agreement with Torino yet. They are offering 30 million and Juventus are able to go to 40 million because as you said, they're able to have this cash that's free and Inter doesn't have the cash because they didn't sell um, Skriniar, they didn't sell anyone yet. So Juventus are easier, it's easier move for Juventus to make. And I just read Romeo Gresti just a couple minutes ago said that Juventus have overtaken uh, Bremer and tomorrow will be like a big day for, for what happens. Now. Antonio, you haven't spoken, which makes me very scared because usually you're, you're jumping in and you're very fiery. I'm right just now. having so much fun just listening to you guys. What's Go ahead. fun about it? Okay, what's fun? Okay, just yeah. without going too far, like without stay going on the too topic far that we're on, on the topic. Okay, first of all, first of all, I think the the whole topic has been evolving in the last uh, in the last couple of years about uh, the value of some of those big guns. So initially, Koulibaly was. Uh, he was rated a $100 million player, right? So, wow, I said everyone, 100 million, 100 million. Well, first off, the age difference is what do you mean, a age difference. We're talking about one or, two, yeah. one or two years ago, it was $100 million, yeah. right? Well, so, it's a lot different when you're 29 years old. we go from 100 to $38 million. I said, keep on topic. This oh, guy change topic. Okay, now surprised. we go to the elite. The elite was another one that they were supposed to be making so much money. The Guess what? I think they made a big mistake buying to shell the kind of money that they're paying Juventus right now. And then Bremer, for me, is much better than, uh, you know, uh, than uh, Delhi. Because uh, let me tell you something, Delhi has made plenty of mistakes this year. I don't think he's got the leadership skill to take Juventus to the next level. And I don't think he's worth the money that, uh, you know, this buyer is spending on. So well done. If you guys really get uh, Bremer, it's a great acquisition. I would love to have Bremer uh, on AC Milan. The only problem, we have, uh, we have too many talents on AC Milan right now where we actually don't need him. We have Tomori. We have Kalulu, we have Kajer or Ketchup, whatever you guys like Kier. to call him. Kajer, that is coming Kier. back. <laughs> Me. Yeah, that is coming point. back. That is coming back healthy. And then we have uh, Florenzi, we have Calabria, we have access to defense. I thought this topic was Inter. Okay, the Inter. No, 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 uh, right, so the news is saying that he's he already flew to Munich. It's going to be 70 million plus 10 million of easy bonuses, so it's going to be 80 million. Juventus paid around 75, so more or less breaking even, you know, slightly profiting. Who knows? Uh, didn't really work out because considering that he came from Ajax with massive expectations. I mean, one of the world's best center backs uh, that year with Ajax, where they made that Champions League run. Had other things, but okay, we'll go we'll go straight to yours, Mike. Do you think that Juventus are making? In the end, Juventus will make a good move because they're selling him for $80 million. They're able to replace him with Bremer, who in the immediate future, if we just talk about next season, is probably more developed and a better player. He's 25 years old, a little bit more experience, had the Serie A reputation. You think Juventus, this might actually work in favor for Juventus? 
in the beginning I wasn't I was against selling the league but obviously if you want to go you can't force a player to go but I mean I gotta give it to Juve they're, they're managing to snatch out of Inter's uh, pause right now getting him for half the price of the league who's already uh a player that's ready to jump in and could play, be a starter for this Juventus side. And with other half the money, if they manage to get a, another decent player, say, uh, say in midfield or where else they need help in, I think this would be a win-win for Juventus. And in the beginning, I was skeptical. I was like, you are making a mistake. But you get in Bremer, someone that's proven, half the price, and you still get leftover money to help your team. If they manage to get another player on top of this, I would give this... Two thumbs up for sure. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a good analysis because I f- sort of felt the same way. And I think it comes back to like the expectations when they leaked went to Juventus, right? And it does bring the top. Like, was was he a failure at Juve? Where did it go wrong? Because he came in, like I said, with these expectations. Yeah. And as much as we can blame, and I think there is blame from Juventus' side, on not putting a great team around him, at the same time, we never saw that same delete that we did from Ajax. And as Antonio mentioned... There were lots of mistakes. We remember the handballs early on. Yeah. Even in the past season, lots of, of penalties. times that he went in without really thinking. And he's 22 years old. He'll definitely develop. But he never really raised in his value. So for a player that wants to leave, you know, we're, I don't know, break, break down the situation. For me, I mean, especially for defenders, I think Juventus getting $80 million, you have to sell. Whenever a center back goes for that amount. No, no, but no, but no, no, but what I'm trying to say is Juventus when they first went after him, that was an outrageous number to spend, and I think Juventus at the time were like, this is going to be a guy that's going to be there for ten years. We're going to spend the money, and we're going to win, right? We're we're looking to win Champions League, and this is a young guy that we're going to be able to have to be our next uh, center back. Like Marco said, you know, he had some rough patches, and I think you have to kind of understand it also because the Italian league. Um, I'm not saying it's superior or, or 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 better than another league, but especially when it comes to tactics, it is a very tactical game. And then, in especially in the in the center back position, um, it's so important positioning and and being able to uh, read the game. And I think that's something that's going to come with the years. Uh, like you said, he's 22 years old, so he's got plenty of time as a center back, which is usually one of the the last uh, positions to really develop. Um, if we look into Italy, I think a lot of people are familiar with Barzagli. Barzagli was, I'm not going to say a scrub, but wasn't a very good defender in his early 20s. Goes to Germany, becomes a champion, and come, comes back to Juventus and really dominates um, the league at a much older age. So, you know, I think it was just more so Juventus saying, hey, this is $80 million for a centre-back. We can take that money spend only half or what close to half for Bremer who's equally as good maybe at, at this point of his career and we could also have more money to play with and okay. I, just I, want, I I'll give you a take let me tell you just the one, one second yeah. the, the one funny thing like to bring up the topic though you said that Juventus saw him as the guy for the next 10 years yeah when I interviewed him and and I was in Torino with Juventus it was very much the motto for Juventus that don't call this guy a kid anymore he is our player he's the leader they saw him in that way, but he saw the opposite. He saw a time that he needed to move. My only my only pushback to that, which is like Mike said it perfect, like if a player wants to leave, you're gonna have to end up letting them leave. My only thing is like, this is probably the worst timing for Delic to leave. Yeah. Just because the teams around him, I agree that they were not good, but this is probably a Juventus side that's growing, that has like, the, it's completely built for Juventus to try to win next year. Yeah. The signings of Pogba, Di Maria, all of these like champions that have the experience that's oh, so like my only question to the league is like 
your contract doesn't expire next year. It expires in 2024. Why not wait a year and then see if you feel uh, better in Torino? I think, I think, Marco, you're talking as a Juventus fan right now. You're not talking like objectively as, a, as somebody that is looking at the situation. But I agree that it's okay to sell them for this. Let me just say numbers. something to you guys, okay? This delete is the best thing that Juventus has done by selling him. I think in the beginning they saw a lot of this potential from this guy here to develop, to continue into this his development by just keep climbing to the to the top of the top of the scale uh, leadership. But it's not. So immediately they get, they got, they gave up on him. They saw the same thing on DiBala. DiBala on and off, on and off, on and off did not guarantee the same shit. And 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 this Marotta, this Marotta and the Juventus manager, it is always a back and forth. I said, oh, you screwed me with this. I'm gonna try to screw you with somebody else. Hold on, let me get to my point. DiBala didn't want to go to Inter because of. Uh, okay, we're talking about, about the league. Ah, you gotta focus Wait. on one subject. Mm-hmm. Delete, delete. It's over. Delete is gone. No, but <laughs> I would say, I would delete say, delete is gone. But delete, I w- delete is gone. It's a, the best thing that they did to sell him. Now, now. Juventus's problem was not the defense. If you look at the stats, Juventus had one of the best defense. I don't know the exact numbers right now because it's been a Maybe while. Number four. No, That's not one no. Of the best. I, I disagree. We were number one. I disagree. Napoli if was we can check two, on the last, number three, it's impossible. Number four. It's impossible. Number one defense. Defense. Yes. Go double check. We're gonna double check. Okay. I, I think that's false. Ah, I think that's false. Check. I think it's false. But they were one of the best. Their problem with Juventus was the ability to 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 score and their attacking play, the style of play. But the leak for me was not a problem. I think there's a multiple of factors here where you have one 80 million coming in and you can find this substitute player that you evaluate and you say, hey, this is just as good for a lot less and we have more money to play with and two the player wanting to leave maybe because there was already discussion they were four best defense yeah, I was surprised no, but I'm, I would have thought I would have thought a little bit higher I would have thought a little bit higher you were thought I would have. I would have thought. I, I hate stats. I hate stats, but this is the way the things are. No, no, no. I, I would have thought Juventus it was saw that if they kept the elite an extra year, his value would have gone further first down. Defense? Let me tell you. Could be, could be because it's if Juventus had to keep, uh, was forced to keep the elite for an extra year, I didn't have this buyer going too crazy no, you don't to offer $80 million. The elite would have gone down in value, number one. Yes. Okay? So Bremer is the best thing yeah. that they, they do. I hope they get Bremer. I mean, uh, not because I want Bremer. I don't care because he's not coming to AC Milan anyway. I'd rather Juventus to go to Bre- uh, Bremer to go to Juventus than Inter. And Inter, it, they better sell this screener ASAP because Why? screener is not as good as what you guys <laughs> yeah, think. Are you crazy? Let me tell you something. Screener is the best here. defender. Screener is the best defender on Inter. Oh, yeah? Yes. Okay, I thought it was Bastoni the best no. defender. Okay, it's so not screener the best defender. Okay, all right. Who would, they, who, would, who would they replace him with now if Bremer's not there? If they sell Screener, then they're in a pickle. Well, they're gonna, they, they have plenty of young defenders that are not big names who can call 20 million, 30 million dollars in, uh, in Europe. You can you, you can find a very good defender. There are plenty. There are plenty out there. There are plenty. But I would just want to say really quickly. So you guys are always fixating on the big names. I, big names. I just want to say uh, <laughs> quickly that I feel like a lot of uh, Juventus in general, I feel like they turn on the league. And yes, you could say you spend a lot of money and stuff like that. But I think the league came in a kind of weird time. And I agree with what Marco said, where he left in kind of the best time where he should have stayed. But he was also there at a time when the defense wasn't really settled. You know, the fullbacks weren't the best. He didn't have a 
uh, either had Chiellini and Bonucci as a center back partner. It was never a steady. Rugani also. That's what, never. It, it was always swapping, so you never really build that real yeah. chemistry. So yeah, you could say you made mistakes, came to a new league, whatever. But it's hard if you don't have like that solid defense that you always know and stuff like that. So I'm just backing him up a little bit, just like that. Yeah, I guess he made mistakes. Yes, he's expensive. Should have done maybe a little bit better, but I think he would have turned out to be that fantastic defender that we all expected him to be. If well, he, he doesn't want to stay. Guys, the move that I'm most excited about and the move that I was so surprised, I never would have expected this when we talked about months ago, Dybala is joining Roma. It's official, almost official. He flew to Portugal. He's done his medical test. They said he passed his medical. So here's been the situation. It's been a weird summer for Dybala. He went from this player that, you know, ousted at Juventus, thought that he had he would have had more teams probably lined up for him. Inter kept him on standby as they were trying to sort their own issues. And he was kind of in a situation until this past week where only Napoli and Roma offered him opportunities to get a team and to start training with them now that preseason is over and, and holidays are over. Preseason is starting and holidays are over. I'm sorry. Roma offered 6 million euros with bonuses all tied in, three-year contract, and a key role in the team, a key center project, which I think is the key part to this entire thing. Napoli offered, as they said, a little bit more money. I think their 6 million was, was secure without bonuses, but Napoli control imaging rights. And for Dybala, that's a lot of money mm -hmm. at stake. He did not want to give up his imaging rights. And from what I understand, I think that he would have he didn't fit Napoli as well as he fit Roma. Juntoli really even fun. said that, you know, we have a 4-3-3 formation and that wouldn't really fit Spalletti's. for, for Spalletti's yeah. style. And we don't want to change everything. So he is going to Roma. I never would have expected this to happen. But first reaction, what do you guys think? I think AC Milan, I, I'm a little bit disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, AC Milan, initially there were rumors that AC Milan would get inside. The rumors was that even AC Milan was on Dybala at yeah. uh, the beginning. But uh, but just looking from the outside world, for uh, forget about it, who's, uh, who's, which fans are we, I think Dybala made the right decision. Because in Italy we say, tutti mi vogliono e nessuno mi prende. Everybody's wants me but it's, nobody takes me so at some point i think he's starting to get into his head and then he said you know what Mourinho calls me i'm the center of the project i'm going to be uh having a role a key role into this team i'm going and plus plus roma and torino they're not really roma is not as big as torino come piazza but roma is not a, a small town roma you are on the center the you know the laser are all focused on you when you're playing in rome and uh, let me tell you something, especially if it is going to be given the number 10. He's and Totti, He's taking 21. That's a matter. So, but Totti, you know. Totti told him that if you want it, that's you yours. It, you don't yeah. have to yeah. ask him for anything. Yeah. So anyway, I respect that. Yo, Dybala, I think he did the right thing. So he took a lot less money and he signed for a team that, uh, you know, yeah. it's not going to be demanding him to bring them to the to the campionato, to the winning the campionato, to the Champions League. They won quality soccer over there. They got uh, the ownership. I think I applaud them. They're doing a great job. Yeah. They got Dybala, and this is the biggest signing that they got from. They needed to fix their defense, but they are on the right track right now. I've never agreed with you more. You st you still almost everything you said. I com no everything you said. I completely agree with. Yeah. I think Rome was the perfect place for Dybala. Because as it's been explained to me and as I've experienced even in Roma, they make you feel even bigger than you are. And they love you and they're going to treat a player like Dybala like a king. And I think for him, he kind of needs to go back to that. I don't think Inter, Juventus, those kind of places where there's a lot of stars, there's a lot of players that want the ball. 
I think that he needed a position where he could be the man. Yeah. He could be the one that also has less pressure, as you said. I think the level is right for him to take this a year, take two years, and, and see how you develop at Roma and have a coach that's really going to build around you. You're not just going to be plopped into a system and then let's see what happens. Because that's what happened a lot of time with Juventus. It was like he wasn't really given a specific role or position. Now it will really be built around him, which I think is is a key aspect. And I applaud Dybala for, for taking Roma. And I applaud the ownership. I mean, the freaking group. I love them. They say nothing. They're so silent, but they make moves. And they the first thing that they did by getting Mourinho was so great because even him calling Dybala up and saying, hey, this is what we're doing, it says a lot about their expectations. I think, no, the, uh, go ahead, Mike. I think for the, this whole project, first of all, ever since Friedkin came in, we're all skeptical saying, oh, hopefully it works out. Roma deserve, uh, you know, a second chance, uh, something to give back to their fans. And ever since they came, they brought in Mourinho. A lot of people were skeptical saying, will he be the one? After a successful season, they won their first ever European trophy. And now Mourinho is being rewarded with a great player for his, uh, a great first season back to Serie A. And now you're going to have someone like Paulo Dybala who's going to be the center of the project just like Marco was talking. I am so shocked. I'm so surprised by this. But I was so excited with Mourinho going in. And now I'm even more excited for the next season for Roma because I just feel like this is like a perfect fairy tale like love story for Roma Mourinho now Dybala's going there and I'm just yeah yeah, we already know how by reflection by reflection we don't know what Zaniolo's situation is going to be right now things could change no I'm saying first of Dybala as a Serie A fan it's great because you're now having a top player playing in a Roma team now there's going to be added competition I think and even though you say they're not expected to win the championship mark my words Mourinho this is his second year he wants wait wait I'm not uh, saying. Oh, I'm not saying. Say we're gonna win this no, party. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. They're gonna push for it. They're gonna push for it. If they're gonna push for the scudetto, what's the title? What's okay? No, but I'm saying they're gonna push for the scudetto. I think it's it's gonna be. Last year was entertaining. I think. I think. No, but listen. I think Roma. I think. I think Roma takes over Napoli right now because Napoli until now have been very disappointing in, in in getting I understand they're not getting the big names maybe some of these smaller name guys that we don't know are gonna pull out but uh you know and and be good for the, for Napoli but I think Roma overtake that team and can push for easily Champions League and who knows with Mourinho I feel that he he can always push for for the scudetto that's my take but going to Dybala now so I think for Dybala Last year, he had a poor season, injuries, not really playing up to standards. So he's not going to track that big number. He's not going to get that contract. And then most of those contracts are going to be paid by English clubs. No one else has that money to be able to spend. So his expectations of a salary, I think uh, his refusal with Juventus, I don't know the exact details, but maybe him not lowering his wages, I think was more in principle than anything else. And maybe that the fact that he wanted to be the star of a project. Roma, it's a no-brainer for the amount of money that, that is reported. Like, this is a star that you take, eyes closed. And then, and being able to take this this player for that amount of money, I think, is a steal. Uh, if he's healthy, Dybala is a dangerous player, and he gets at least 15 to 20 goals, I think, with this Roma team. Big if. Wow. If one, he's healthy. One, one other thing just to add on about Juventus. It's great that you mentioned that. I still see everyone still talk about this. Like, 
he's taking less money at Roma than he would have at Juventus. But it's actually not the situation. I mean, everyone has has clarified that. Juventus and Dybala, they came to an agreement. It was at $8 million in October. And they said that for accounting reasons, they needed to sign the contracts in February. Come January, Juventus got Vlaovic. Their plans completely changed. And Juventus did not make an offer to renew Dybala. They, mm-hmm. I mean, Arriva Bene, the CEO, said, we don't want to insult him with what we we're going to say. They clearly said that he is not part of the Juventus project. So he's not taking less money to go to Roma instead of Juventus. He was completely out at Juventus. They kicked him out. They said, we don't want to have anything to do with you. Find another team. What position do you think Dybala plays at Roma now? Well, I think he could, he's probably going to be overlapping himself a little bit, stepping on each other's foot with Zaniolo. If Roma keeps Zaniolo again. But, but. Dybala is not the typical guy that he can found he can found his own niche on the field on the, on the attacking position. I just hope that Mourinho does not sacrifice Dybala into defensive into the defensive uh, part of the uh, of the game. I think Dybala should be the palleggiatore that is going to get the ball from the defense. It's going to make things happen. If the team is attacking, Dybala can just score, can just take the free kick, can take the punizione, can can score from a, from a free kick, can do a lot of stuff. Zaniolo has to learn how to not share his position. He has to learn how to uh, to uh, to work with him because it's not about sharing. It's not, if Dybala is too, is too far on the right, Zaniolo moves to the middle. If Zaniolo is too far, uh, uh, is too closer to the middle, Dybala knows what to do. Those those are champions. Not Gian, not Zaniolo. For me, Dybala is a champion. You don't have to tell him what to do. Dybala, he will find his own position. And Mourinho is not going to try to to say here, 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 here. He's not going to try to use the remote control. Dybala will have the freedom to just, you know. Rummage, rummage, rummage around the field. I don't know what that word is. Yeah, that word. Rummage, yeah, that word. Rummage, yeah. Is that a word? It's like it's like a it's like a ship. It's like a ship that goes eating grass, whatever they want. A ship, a sheep, 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 sheep. So Dybala, Dybala shall not be sacrificed. Shall not be. Shall not be sacrificed to play defense. So if uh, the the grande they call it him the like greatest the man, if my, if my <laughs> friend Mourinho that he has a picture with Marco on his uh, on his Instagram uh, w- overlooking the Colosseum is <laughs> watching this podcast, Jose, okay, Jose, Jose, okay, Jose, do not sacrifice Dybala playing defense. Dybala è un palleggiatore alla Cassano. Okay. I think he's gonna remain. He's gonna be that ten. <laughs> we okay. saw already with Allegri doesn't Allegri. track back. Allegri, so forced him. To no, play I'm saying game. we saw already with Allegri doesn't track back. That's not gonna be his position. So okay. he's gonna be that second striker, the ten, and I think he's gonna have like a Mkhitaryan yeah, role. I guess on what waiver, we saw. You can use him as a like, on yeah, yeah, but you have Tammy. You're not gonna use Don't a Fasano. I think a second striker would probably be best. That's for his Dybala. position. Yeah. So he stays a little bit closer to goal. I do think that Zaniolo will end up leaving, so it just leaves Pellegrini in that role to play right behind them. So it will be Pellegrini and then Tammy and Dybala up top. And I think it would work out really well, I think, actually. I think you got sw- I think it's got to be like a, he's probably going to play a three-man back line. 3-4-2-1, you play two behind Tammy. Or Pe- you can't take Pellegrini. Mm-hmm. He had a fantastic season, so he has to play behind the striker. And I think Dybala is probably best behind the striker. Maybe a little bit Either high way, if you want to so play So Dybala and Pellegrini and then, and yeah, then Abraham. Tammy and Fran. That's I think, fine, too. So personally, I think, I think, that's why But I that think. just that kicks Zaniolo off yeah, the team. I don't think Zaniolo is going to stay. If I'm Roma, honestly, if... If any of the teams actually offer forty to fifty million right now, you just got a great replacement. Exactly. Zaniolo is not, in my opinion, is not needed 
at Roma, and the fact that we're even finding formations without him in it, and he's still in the team. That says everything. It leads me to believe that I think they'll be fine without him, and they could use that money to buy another midfielder, like Fratesi, and some defenders who would actually really help the team. So let's go around real quick. Uh, Peter said that Roma's going to win the Scudetto. No, I didn't say that. Where does everyone else think that they'll finish? Well, first of all, you guys, or even the, the, the Corriere, the Gazzetta, they said uh, Inter, uh, Inter first, Juventus second, and then Napoli third, Milan fourth. Maybe, no, Milan third, and then maybe Napoli, Roma fourth. My simple fourth. question so to you is, where do you see Roma, Roma finishing? Where do I see Roma? Uh, I see Roma fourth or fifth again. I'm sorry. As it stands now, you know, Mercato still didn't finish. We Mercato's don't know what Napoli's doing. No we don't know what Napoli's doing. Who knows? They can get Ronaldo tomorrow. But if it ends like this, uh, Roma fourth, I think. Roma fourth. Yeah. And Roma yeah, fourth. Yeah, Roma first over <laughs> here. Champions League. Fourth. Champions League. No, I'm going to say fifth. Yeah, fourth or fifth. They'll, okay. be, they'll be fighting for a Champions League, I think. Really great move. Great, yeah, great, yeah, great move. Yeah, that was great. What else we got? All right, we talked about the leaks because we already jumped to that. Yeah. Let's talk about Koulibaly. Sad oh, that Koulibaly is leaving Serie A. Sad that he's leaving Napoli. I know your thoughts, Antonio. <laughs> so let, let us let us um, be sad for a minute. He's going to Chelsea for 40 million euros. And he'll be getting 10 million a year. Interesting situation with him. Koulibaly. If we explain what's happened. You know, at first, De Laurentiis was offering him almost half of his salary to extend, to renew. Which is obviously was not okay from Koulibaly. Now, as things went on, he did raise an offer. He, he was giving him, I think, $6 million a year around there. He was going to offer him. But Koulibaly did not want to take it. It wasn't about the money. He wanted a different air. He wanted to move on from Napoli. He wanted an experience in the Premier League, which he had been rejecting for a couple of years now. And he goes to Chelsea where he'll try to fight for titles and he'll try to fight for really important things at 31 years old. Koulibaly, for me, I'll say one of my favorite players in Serie A since he's joined. I mean, over the years, on the field and off the pitch, the guy is an exemplary f- professional. I mean, he always put his head down. He worked. No matter what changes he had around him in Napoli, no matter which coaches came in, the guy always fought. For me, one of the best defenders in the world. I don't care what anyone says. Over these past couple of years, he's always been at the top. And I think now that he has all these eyeballs on him in the Premier League, people will realize how good Koulibaly really is. And I wish him – he's one of the guys that I really wish the best because he deserves it. Uh Hold on, you're, you're very negative, so... I'm not negative. Let us go first. I have my opinion. I don't have to be negative or positive. You're negative. It's not an easy man player neutral. or you're neutral. player whatever. No, first of all, Koulibaly, all, I mean, he's a class act. Class act, uh, like you said, on and off the field. Even in his message, in his Instagram, you know, thanking Napoli, it shows the, the love that he really uh, gained through all those years at, at Napoli. And listen, he was, he was a leader, maybe a silent leader, of this Napoli team, but his his uh, you know defending, I think, really brought joy to a lot of people that enjoy that dark art. I guess the defending uh, Italian presence that you 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 would envision Serie A. I think Kulibali is able to uh, sh- like show that right because no, I'm serious. The the physicality, the, the physicality, physicality that he has, the speed, the the grit. I mean, he was. He was he was amazing. Um, you were claiming before, oh, how does he go from 100 million to 40 million? For for a defender, especially like Marco said, one year left on his contract, 31, not 29. Uh, there's a lot of factors that that pushed that sal- that number way down. Also wanting to leave, wanting to leave, exactly. and then listen, I think also Kulibaly, 
sees what's happening in Napoli. It's a it's a phase where they're starting to regroup, right? A lot of players, Mertens, Insigne, now Koulibaly, these are guys that have been there for a long time, and, and now you have to have a change of guard. So he saw that, and I think he said, you know what, Chelsea, with a new owner, spending money, going to the Premier League, $10 million a year net. I mean, he, he, he had to choose. <laughs> Yeah. Chelsea. No, Koulibaly to me, uh, we can go on and on how, you know, one of our favorite players, legend of the Serie A. One of your favorite players, not our favorite. Uh, okay, whatever, we'll keep it like that. But um, he he did more than enough at Napoli. He stayed there. He, he's been saying he's not a Napolitano. The people really embraced him, all that stuff. Yeah, and then the he's, first chance he left. Not the, the first, first chance. chance no. He, he left. has so many offers that is from not different accurate at teams. All. He could have went to another Serie A team. You've ever went to so many other teams. He respected Napoli by going to another league. He did. He, I think it, the, it was time to turn a new chapter for for mm-hmm. Koulibaly. As P was saying, it was it was like a, a different cycle going in, getting older, and now he's gonna. You know, he's he's getting the bag now. Good for him. He's getting ten million a season, which is incredible for him. Yeah. I don't, why are you looking at me like that? I'm looking at you like that. Liam, I'm not saying anything. I just want to add one thing to yeah. to you, and I, I would say in Napoli, there were a lot of for Insigne people that were happy mm. and people that were sad. For mm. Koulibaly, everybody well said, well said. was sad. Yeah, except this guy. Exactly. So, guys, well, he's not okay, from Napoli. It's my turn. It's, uh, all right, guys. First of all, I don't judge a player by the social media, whatever he does on the social media, on and off the field, and all the stuff. Number one. Number two, whatever you do on the field. It's what you are, your values. And stands. he will stop. One second. One second. <coughs> Slow down. Okay. As far as Koulibaly keeping his word and then his love and all the stuff, the fact that he didn't go to Juventus because Juventus cannot promise the money that Chelsea has, uh, has been given to him. has given to him, number one. Number two, number two, this is a market, Mike. You know what a market is? You take the money, you put it on your pocket, you go over there, you go shopping. If you can afford it, you buy it. If you can't, you don't buy it. What are we talking about? No, I'm talking, let me finish. The market situation in Europe is that money talks. In Italy, the money is not there. That's why Italian clubs are forced to sell or to let some of those superstars go. So what do you think about him leaving? Why am I thinking about so leaving? What do, you th- what do you think about him leaving? He Napoli? did the right thing. He did the did right Napoli thing. Did Napoli do the right thing? No. No, because, for, no, actually, they did. Actually, you know what? I I should have let, uh, if uh, De Laurentiis would have sold him last year or two years ago, would have probably even been better. He would probably monetize a lot more and spend a, and spend those money to buy something just uh, within the same the same caliber or even uh, better. But, but it is what it is. De Laurentiis needs to be applauded because the guy, you don't want to get... First of all, he cannot keep him. His contract was uh, was about to expire next year, right? So if you cannot keep somebody, why are you why are you trying to to give a lot more money to somebody to to somebody like Kuribali and then starting some sort of a rift inside of the locker room? I said, why are you giving all the money to him? What happened with us? What happened with uh, with uh, the the bigger superstars that are still there over there? And there are three or four of them, you know, all midfielders. Okay. So my, my pushback to you is like. And an open discussion about where does Napoli go from here? They, not, they have no future right now. <laughs> Napoli, for me, <laughs> Napoli, for me, it's a sixth or seventh place team right yeah, now. No, relax. Napoli relax. is a sixth or seventh place team right now, as we speak. For what they bought and what the perspective of bringing, uh, bringing other players into the team. Mm-hmm. Napoli, for me, nothing. They don't have a, they don't have a, a chance. It's a sixth or seventh place. Just mark my word. Then we, then we'll see it. 
a year from now whether I was right or wrong. But Napoli, unfortunately, and fortunately at the same time, because I think De Laurentiis, down the line, he wants to sell this team. He wants to sell the team. For him to let, uh, to let uh, Insigne go, now he's letting Koulibaly, he's not because he's letting them go. He can afford them. What do you think? You cannot afford to keep people at the salary that they've been uh, they've been offered by other teams. You can't. What do you think? What do you think about what? Where do you think Napoli goes from? from I think here, it's going to be sold. Oh, like I said, it's a change of guard. I think obviously uh, the team has lost a lot of quality this season, this 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 summer. So you know, there's a little more time left to to make some additions. You know, we've seen in the past Napoli make these no name uh, acquisitions. Perfect. And it worked out. And I mean, Koulibaly was one of them. Anguissa is another one. Mertens. So, I mean, I'm sure that they can maybe make a couple of acquisitions. But in the same time, you're losing that core. So, I do think that now it's going to be a, a rebuild for a couple of years. And listen, I, I'm not saying they go down to sixth or seventh place. But I wouldn't be surprised at this current moment if they do fall into that. Uh, you know that position because just they haven't spent the money they lost a lot of players and in order to compete you're going to have to spend a little bit and you have to get the better players that in the end that's what counts He's, I, I, I think you said it well I think that it's just like for a team that got into Champions League we probably would have expected something else I, you did make a great point. I think Napoli's done an amazing job. Like even the the new kid, Kvada, uh, yeah. which who in Italy I was listening to the commentary. Can't they call him Kappa Kappa. Can't, yeah, can't. can't. Yeah. He said he said that he could, you could call him uh, Kava, okay. Kava, right? Yeah. Kvada. Also, they, Kvada. they got. So a, he's he looks really good. Like if you watch his last highlights, he looks like a in baller. The, the and it makes me think like Napoli is so good at finding midfielders. It's actually unbelievable with Fabian Ruiz, Anguissa. Jorginho over the years, they're able to find these players that do so well and outperform their name, their transfer fee, all of that kind of stuff. So this guy, I'm telling you, you got to watch out for him because he looks good. And they also just signed Osegar today. He was from Genoa. Yes. He played on loan in the Prem. We got to still see how he is. Uh, mm -hmm. But we're, hopefully it wouldn't be the main replacement for Koulibaly and they're going to get another center back to help out in that depth. But we're They should go for, I think Milenkovic would be a good option yeah. for Napoli because he's a little bit more low cost. And he knows Serie A. I think he's a little bit underrated as well. So I think he could be one. In, if Inter don't go for him or if Juventus don't go for him, I think Napoli should make... They have the money now. Mm -hmm. Make the push to get him and try to reinforce him. He might not go money. anywhere because I think Fiorentina has got another big project. He might want to keep Milenkovic because uh, Joe Baron uh, is very big on Milenkovic. I'm telling you. You, you lead me to a, a great point. And... The, what, what's been on my mind right hey, now... Milan likes the, uh, Milankovic too. No, no, just... Ciao, if you have to give it to somebody, just give it to us. Forget about those two guys. Just give it to AC Milan. So this, the, whole, the whole conversation we've been having is so interesting, right? Because Serie A last year was the best that I can remember in a long time. Milan finished in first place, so we say they're the best team. Look at how many of these other teams are increasing in quality on the transfer market. You mentioned it with Dybala going to Roma, which balances things out. Juventus look like they're back to try to compete. Inter brought in Lukaku, which maybe that was their one downfall was not having a number nine. Lazio is even making some low-key good signings that, that could fit in well. Fiorentina bringing in Jovic and Golini and Mandragora. Like the teams are actually looking really good. If we had such a good Serie A last year, how good is this season going to be? Where where now it's going to be extremely hard to peel the onion of what's actually going to happen. It's Fiat, so hard to predict. I think overall, all the teams are getting more balanced out. There's, there's great players spread out uh, amongst the teams overall, not just like the bigger teams and stuff. So I think 
it's going to be a much more competitive, even than last season, for this upcoming season. So much more excitement. I, I see Fiorent- Fiorentina, Fiorentina doing uh, better than last year because of that quality that they have on the yeah. midfield. And even on the forward line, believe me. I mean, uh, they let that, that kid go over there. What was his name? Vlaovic. Uh, yeah. No, no, Vlaovic. Forget about Vlaovic. Uh, for uh, for uh, Terreira, Torreira, whatever his name is. Okay. So, but... Plant Piatek also. Listen, listen. Well, now they got Jovi. Jovi. Yeah, Jovi. Fiorentina, Jovi Fiorentina, Fiorentina, Fiorentina with <laughs> Italiano, I'm telling you, they're not joking around. And the, the, the things that I like about them, they're flying under the radar, so nobody knows what's coming to them. So Fiorentina, I think, is going to be the big surprise uh, uh, of the Campionato this year. I think Jovic has a good shot at being a great player. I mean, obviously, Real Madrid invested huge money into him years mm-hmm. ago. But when you go to Real Madrid, if you're not ready in an instant, it's I mean, true. you sit on the bench and it's hard for a young player. So I think Florence is a really good place for him to be able to grow. He already came out and he said, you know, he wants to try to go for 30 goals. He wants to try to be the guy for Fiorentina. And honestly, I think this one's another really low-key good striker. Italiano already proved how good he could do with with a talented number nine, with Vlaovic, because they service their striker. So I I really like this move. I I agree with you. I think Fiorentina, even with Mandragora. Mandragora is a great player for Torino as well. Golini is a better goalkeeper than they have. So... Low key, they're making some right moves. And if we talk about Lazio as well, I have the list here. Um, they got Marcos Antonio, they got your boy Romagnoli, uh, Luis Maximiliano, um, Cacellieri, Casale. So they're getting like some players that, again, maybe not Serve big purpose. names, not the ones that you would want. Those but low key signings. They could be under the radar yeah. and actually yeah. perform in a system that maybe, you know, Saudi's trying to go for. And this is Saudi's second season also, so we're gonna see a little bit more his mm-hmm. philosophy integrated in and hopefully he has the locker room better. Yeah, and then for Lazio also I think their biggest thing is always that they don't sell their best players. So I mean Milenkovic Savic Immobile. But the thing is they're not going anywhere. So out, it's a team that you know, sold. yeah. So there's a team that they have to usually keep these guys, and they're able to to keep. So, you know, okay. that's been for a while now. See the season, like I, I think it's getting. I think honestly, no, I think yeah. next season is leading up to be better. For sure. Yeah. Oh, no, not better, much better. Yeah. I'll tell you why. There's a, there's a serious challenge. I think for first place, even last year, I know I know Milan ended up winning, but they were a dark horse, right? Besides you, nobody really expected them to fight for the title. Now, when you see that Milan are the reigning champions, they'll have a target on their back. Inter have gotten better. Juventus have gotten a lot better. He says that Roma's going to compete for the Scudetto and probably win it. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's exactly what he said. Win it, but I said Marco, we compete. don't have any target on our back. You guys have the target because you got Di Maria, you got Pogba, you got all of those big names. So now the target is on your back <laughs> because you guys already, including the Gazzetta, the, the social media, the newspaper, the Instagram, everybody's talking about the Inter and Juventus. So the target is on your back and it's on your back too. And now, unfortunately, you put even Mourinho inside, inside the situation because they bought the ball and now the target is even on Mourinho's back. So, AC Milan is trying under the radar. We've been given us a <laughs> three targets. Target means one. Yeah, target, yeah. It's no, but uh, sometimes the target can shift <laughs> from place to place. You know, sometimes the target... target on you. Yeah, so uh, we are happy to <laughs> be on the background just waiting for something to happen. If you guys are, uh, are getting shot, then <laughs> we're coming in and we just pick up the, you know... Pick up whatever is left for us. Don't even go to you still want crumbs? No, no, no. I didn't say crumbs. The champions <laughs> of Italy, this guy's talking uh, about I didn't, I didn't say anything about crumbs, but uh, we have to be fighting for what we we wanted to uh, to win the, this <laughs> year because we're going to win. Well, I agree. I think Milan don't get enough respect right now. I think in part right now is because it's 
Ver- we didn't what, sign anybody. Yeah, right? that's what I'm saying. What rules what the, the, tr- the what rules the transfer Adley. market is the is the journalists. Adley, we got Adley finally oh, back oh, from. Uh, let me tell you something, yeah, guys. Hey, let me tell you something, okay? Adley. If we get the Catale, if we get the Catale, how much uh, do you know about him? Huh? I have seen a lot of this guy here. I've been trying to, to Google him up at the Bruges and all the stuff. I've seen some of this stuff. The kid, they are saying, and a lot of people, they are claiming that this guy is the, is the, the, the twin of De Bruyne in terms of skills, quality, uh, positioning. Uh, the only thing that they say about this kid that is not loud enough. What do you want, a microphone to say? Hey, I'm here! You can do the speaking for him. Yeah, you can this kid here, I like him because he's very quiet, and I this guy is gonna make his the, 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 his skills talk on the field. So you so. like you like people that are quiet. Yes, that's weird, right? Listen, uh, did you see? Did you ever see uh, the people, the, the the player that Inter gave up, Tonali, and then he became a big superstar? All of a sudden, the first year was flying under the radar. <laughs> all of a sudden, he came out from the underground and na, 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 like a worm. Na, 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 Guess na, 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 what? So you got a bunch of worms on your team? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes, yes. So you guys want your social media is going bananas. Pogba, Di Maria. Those are, oh my God, look how many assets Di Maria made. 35 assets at PSG. PSG is not the Campionato Italiano. And you don't have all of those superstars playing next to you. I like to see how many asses Di Maria is going to be able to put this no, here. Asses. How did I say? What did no, I say? You said it good. So I like to see how many goals he's going to score. Right. And this Pogba, Pogba, Pogba. Pogba. <laughs> Pogba. It's another delete. Pogba was 10 years ago. Pogba now is an older, you know, it's one of those recycled uh, players. Pogba is a, is a great player. He's fallen off a little bit. Uh. So he does have to come back no not that he's got to catch up but he's got to show what he you know he's still Pogba like Just like wait, I'm told wait, you he has to be wait, that wait guy. and see watch, right watch Di Maria I think oh, he's fantastic I think watch. Di Maria is fantastic, fantastic. No, I think Di Maria and then, is then La Lula La Lula every time I put it I pick up the, the, the new Corriere oh La Lula La Lula what the hell is this La Lula La Lula listen to me listen to me you guys Lula you you know a lot about Lula maybe it's not just the newspapers it's the nightmares that you guys are so happy you won already congratulations okay Maybe I was giving you a compliment. Now maybe you next year is going to be again a similar. This year is between Juventus and Inter. Between La Lula and, uh, La Lula. You know, and Di Maria. And Santa Maria. And, uh, you know, whatever. You know what they're calling it? You want a nickname? What? Vlogba. Vlogba. Oh, my God. Plus, don't get me started. Plus, you got, you got. We got. The kid. No, him. He's oh. got. This kid, the Chiesa, that is coming back from injury and he's coming back with double power. Double speed, double power on his shot. He's gonna get, he's what got it all. Robot? I don't know. Those guys, they got it all. They got, they have it all figured out. Allegri, Vincio, Vince tutto. They, they have the, they're going for the big thing. They're going for the, cha- actually, they're going for the Champions <laughs> League. Just right, right, right. Allegri has you know, won the Champions League. Allegri has won the Champions League, according to the newspaper that I've been hearing. Well, uh, the newspapers don't play games. Well, listen, you're playing games too. So, uh, <laughs> but it looks like the newspaper is working because you're something. buying the newspaper. You want my advice, guys? Please lower your expectation because you're going to be in for a big disappointment, okay? Thank you. All right. All right. So Let's, I got one, I got one last topic, and we're gonna we're gonna go play a game of foosball after this. Uh, Toronto FC just announced Bernadeschi. He signed for TFC just as we we were doing this podcast. That's the third Italian that they've now signed Incredible. after Crisito, after Insigne, now Bernadeschi, and we'll see if there's still more to come. 
Michael and I were actually just came back from Toronto. We work with Toronto FC. I have to admit, Toronto, for me, is the cultural capital of North America. I've never met more Serie A fans and more engaged Italians anywhere I've gone. Like, in those numbers. I thought it was mm. Philadelphia. No. Nah, nah? Azuri okay. Fanfield is, is wild to say Philadelphia. <laughs> it was nice. It was wow. Toronto, it was nice. It was I nice. have to say, was absolutely More than New York? Incredible. More, more than New York? York. For yeah, me, more it, was, than it York. was definitely more than New York. It was definitely between more. The red, between the Red Bulls and, uh, and the NYCFC, <laughs> where you got the... Uh... Yeah, Toronto, when you go to the stadium, they had 28,000, I think, that were there. I would say like 30% were wearing like Italy jerseys. What is the chance that jo- what is the chance that Jovinko goes back over there if they uh, if they ask him? No, he's not going back. I think Jovinko's demand is kind of high for them. What's the what's the story with that? I don't know. I think he's going to stay at Genoa water, Pete. What are you saying? He's, 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 he's a free agent. He's a free agent. He's not a free agent, is he? Yeah, he's a free agent. Anyway, on Toronto. By the way, the people we we FaceTimed you. They were dying to speak to Antonio. Well, you said hello to I did. Actually, I'm happy that uh you know they value my uh, my opinion regardless of uh, the winners over here. So uh, <laughs> that little kid so, Giuseppe was giving it to you though. We, oh, the, the, yeah, yeah. Oh, what did he say? Uh, uh, he, what did he say about me? He said Milan schifo. Milan schifo. He said same thing. He said I like that. Schifo. I like that. I like that. No. Oh man, but it was great. It was a great time for sure. It passed very quickly. You, you guys should have said something. I would have come to Toronto. You know. All right. So we we have an idea. We have an idea. Whatever. We'll just say it. We'll say it publicly. Who cares? We'll see if the people mm. want this. We told you guys already. I think we need to do a Toronto tour this year, mm. where we go and we do like a live podcast, like mm. a live event. Everybody tour, comes. Tour in Toronto. Tour in Toronto. And we go. We have some fun. Again, we'll do a pickup game. Go to Toronto FC match. But we do like an event, a live podcast. People ask questions. We'll get like a stage. What do you think? I'm in. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're going to fly or we're going to drive over there? No. Do, you, do you need a visa, Anto? I don't. <laughs> okay. I got Make two sure. passports, Paisan. Oh, yeah? Okay. yeah? I'm not getting in a 10-hour car ride with you. What do you mean, 10-hour ten, ten cars? No, we should take a vlog. We should do a vlog of our trip. RV. Well, let's get an RV. <laughs> <laughs> You're driving. I'm driving? No. no. <laughs> Why? We'll You're get a, there in five hours if he drives. You're, sc- you're scared? Very. Right. Okay. But anyway, uh, let's let's recap the situation, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's reca- Let, no, let's recap. And the podcast. Andrew. We are be- we are we are so happy to be back, sitting around over here and fighting over who's gonna win and who's gonna lose. Number one, number two, number two. Uh, this year, I think we're gonna bring a lot more than soccer into this uh, beautiful conversation. Unfortunately, we're not gonna have Mark all the time with the live stream because uh, he's a big shot right now. He's with CBS, but nevertheless. And Paramount Plus, and nevertheless, we're going to try to bring a lot more, uh, more uh, excitement to this uh, spectacular uh, streaming and podcast. <laughs> okay, bro, he's, he's just making stuff bro, up as we go. Yeah, I'm making stuff I'll up. just end it because you don't know what you're talking about. I know what I'm talking about. It. It's like he got into the situation. No, nobody, no, nobody, <laughs> he's like figuring out the nobody knows. Word. Nobody knows. Uh, nobody knows all, all the details. Yeah. Nobody knows all the details. Not even he does. And I so, yeah. uh, so uh, it's going to be a surprise. Okay, so stay tuned. Okay, and don't switch channel, please. Okay. okay. Yeah, Anto, you said it. We'll see you guys next time. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Ciao, ragazzi. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao.